We just out here skating, you know, every day we do so. Let's fucking sir! Let's go! We in this bitch. I really didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is modern day hippie shit. One, we are live. Back at it again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's good, everybody? Back with another episode of MDH TV. You know, best podcast in any universe out there. So if you're in a different dimension, y'all not fucking with us. You feel me? But before we get into the great topics we got today, a little kind of sort of sort of government ish podcast here for y'all today. But how have you how have you been? Man, I've been I've been bonerific. How you been? Been pretty good, you know. Just getting ready to uh, go back to school. I, I leave to go to my grandma's for two days, and then I leave to Detroit on Thursday. Oh, but I leave tomorrow to go to my grandma's. Are you driving or are you flying there? Why? Oh. <laughs> okay. I got my negative COVID test today. Oh, for real? Yeah, I was kind of sad. You usually want to pass these, like, tests, but, you know. Don't got COVID again. But you know that you know what that means? Cause I've had like at least anywhere between six to fifteen tests, COVID tests. And all of them have been negative. Yeah, all all of them paid by for the school. Like all of them. <laughs> but they've all been negative. So you know what that means? It's not gonna catch me. I'm not gonna get caught with the vaccine. Or with the disease. So, you feel me? I'm like, bring it on at this point. I kind of want to catch it. Because I think I had it for sure during the summer. But I didn't get tested when I during the summer when I thought I had it. So, I can't say for definite that I did have it. But, you know what? In the future, I'm going to say I had it. Me too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had it. Like, I felt it. Yeah. So I, and everybody around me had it too, so... I'm I'm pretty sure I I had it, but I'll be kind of scared now, like not not scared of like getting COVID, just scared of like, dang, I got to get tested, and if I test positive, I got to move into this separate like freaking stupid special people hall. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's it's real scary because I don't know if you heard about that girl, I think she was on vacation or something in the Cayman Islands. And she broke quarantine and they arrested her. And she just, and that was like two weeks ago, maybe three. And she just now got back in the U.S. today. That's crazy. <laughs> Did you hear about Kyrie Irving? He had to pay like a $50,000 fine because he went to a party or like a strip club or something or a club. Yeah, and he lost 800 k from his salary. I it was, was like. It was, no, it was more than that. It was like $1.4 That's hella. <laughs> For a party, I know that shit was. No, nah, no, nah, that wasn't for the party. That was because he was like, oh. he just like didn't show up or something. 
Bro, Kyrie is the GOAT. Like, he low-key might be one of my favorite players. Yeah, yeah. Because did you see the video he was staging the the Celtics gym? Yeah. I was like, he probably one of the wokest NBA players, if we being real. Yeah, that's why That's why he just left. He was like, bro, I'm not going to play no games. Like, I got James Harden now. What do I need to play for? For that's real, though. Like, that, now they got James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. It's like this nigga KD just need to stay around with two other good players. Exactly. He had Harden and Westbrook with the Thunder. Then he went to the Warriors, had Curry, Clay. Those are only two good good players we need to talk about there. No, Draymond. He was good for his role, but he's not yeah. a good player. But like he plays his role perfectly. He had and, uh, Demarcus Cousins too. But he was washed up. Like, Draymond, you need a Draymond on your team. Draymond's like Hokeem Noah. He's like Dennis Rodman. You need one of those types if you want to be winning a lot because they do all the dirty work. They get all the rebounds. They get the hustle points, those hustle buckets, those loose balls. So if you want to win, you need a player like that. But yeah. <laughs> that play – and that's the crazy thing. It's like low-key, those players – are the ones that me personally, I look for. I'm not looking for this dude who can drop 50 points. Yeah. I'd rather have somebody like that because at the end of the day, I know I can drop the 50 points myself Bro, if need be. Isn't it crazy? It's like, even though we say that, we know we wouldn't be that player. Like, I know I, I, if I were in the NBA, I mean, if I were in the NBA, I would want to be like a Quentin Cook. I'd just be in the background. But if I were sure. to like high school, I wouldn't want to be the Draymond Green. Like exactly, and but that's the most valuable role. Exactly, bro. Like if you don't have, like I know the Chicago Bulls with the Derrick Rose era. Everybody knew Derrick Rose was like was really good, but he had a a lot of good role players with him. Like he had yeah. Dane, like people that weren't superstars, but he had Dane Boozer, Joe King Noah, uh, what's his name, Kirk Heinrich backing him up. Rip yeah, him. like he had a squad of like mediocre players, but they exactly. all. They all added to his talent. You feel me? But if it was a whole bunch of like, like we've seen it with LeBron, D Wade, and Chris Bosch, like they went to the finals and lost to the to the Dallas Mavericks because they had a whole lot of, they had one great player and then the rest of them were just mediocre and knew their role. Yeah, exactly. Because and like, yeah, Dirk is like he's good, but he's like no dude who can just take over he's slow and he's big he's a big so it's like he's not even just this you feel me dude that can give me the ball I'm about to take over so <laughs> the fact they were able to beat prime LeBron come, like leaving prime D-Wade because D-Wade was still sort of in his prime he was leaving it though and um a good Chris Bosh. It wasn't like Chris Bosh was trash. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they had Ray Allen too. Yeah, arguably one I don't of know the best. Had, I don't know. Maybe not that year. Yeah, I maybe. don't know if they had him that year. But they had uh, Norris Cole. Uh, they had a bunch of like Mario Chalmers. But yeah, that that was the problem with Norris Cole and Mario Chalmers. They wanted too much spotlight. They wanted too much shine. Wasn't playing their role. So. After that, it's like a domino effect. Everybody just wants that shine. Bro, I'm, if I played with LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh, i here, take it. Bro, bro I'll dance on the bench. I don't even want to go in. 
<laughs> bro, like, I, if I were to be in the NBA, I would not want to be a superstar. Like, that's just, that's just not my role in the NBA. I'll be perfectly fine being the being the twelfth man. Like, I'm not coming in the game unless it's a timeout. Or exactly. Water. For real. <laughs> or if we up by forty and like, there's two minutes left. I'll go in, you know, get my shine on the court, wave at the fans. But, like, I'm not trying to be, you know, the guy. Because y'all got to remember, like, yeah, it's cool and all for the looks or whatever. But y'all got to remember, you got to live with being that guy 24-7. Like, I saw today that, uh, what's his name, Michael B. Jordan, he's, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure, dating Lori Harvey who was dating Future a couple weeks ago. And that's crazy. Like, you can't even, like, hang – and it's not even confirmed they're dating. They were just hanging out, right? But you can't even go out and hang out with somebody without somebody taking a picture of you. Like, oh, he's who with her. It's like, that is cra- – I would I would hate for my life to be like that. Bro, you know who else? Because uh, I was watching this thing on Michael Jackson, and – one of the dudes was like, who would want to be that famous? Like, Michael Jackson was probably probably the most famous person that there ever was. And it's like, he they they paid people, they paid a grocery store to have like fake actors come in. And so he could walk through the grocery store and, and they acted like they didn't know who he was just so he could feel normal again. Like that's, yeah, bro, there's like a video of it. It's so creepy too, because it's like, like, it's Michael Jackson, so he's expecting people to be like, oh, it's Michael Jackson. But nobody's saying anything, so he's, like, getting in their face. Not like not like this, but he's, like, in their face, like, hey, like, I'm Michael Jackson. But they're, they're like, getting paid to act like they don't know him. And it's, like, I can't imagine not being able to just go out to eat. Like, can't you can't go to the movies. You can't go on a date. Like, you literally have to stay in the house, get food delivered to you. Exactly. And it's, like... Like I said, it might be cool, you know, to look at Instagram and see body, somebody, oh, they have 5 million followers. They get all these likes, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, they can never turn that that off. Once the faucet's on, it's on. And that water's going to keep – you're going to keep getting more famous unless you fall out. Hopefully, hopefully you do fall out. Then you'll have the money, maybe a little followers, and still be able to lead, go along with your life. But like you said – Meg the Stallion, Cardi B, even if we go low time, Bronny, he can't even go out. Yeah, he can't be a regular high school kid. Exactly. And that sucks, like, for real. I, you know, that's why I like, personally, I feel like a pro skater is probably, like, the best way to be famous because it's like, you could choose where you're going to, like, if you could choose where you're going to be famous at. Like, if you go to, like, a basketball court or you go to a basketball game or, like, probably into the movies, like, you're not going to be famous at the movies. The only places you'll be famous at is like a skate park or like something skate related, or, you know, maybe you go to the grocery store, one person might ask you for a picture or something, but like, you're not going exactly. to get more nine times out of 10. Exactly. Yeah. Like even if even, and this is the thing that's great about skating. I, I, at least personally, I feel like this, that skaters won't be as groupy like as like, some basketball players would be like if a basketball player saw LeBron, they're like, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's LeBron, you know, gonna do all that. Now, if I saw I shot where I might be like, Oh shit, that's I shot where, but mainly I'm gonna just watch him do his thing. I might ask for a picture, you know, I might 
if he's signing my board, I'm probably not gonna skate skate the board no more. <laughs> so I'll, I'll I might ask him for a board or something, but you know, I'm not gonna be messing with him because at the end of the day, and you know, this is probably not skating, this is just me. I know that's just a, another human being. Yeah. And that's not somebody I should be going crazy over because I saw him. Yeah, like I remember I watched this interview and he was like and he was like, um, when he goes to the skate park, usually he could just put his earphones in and like nobody will bother him. But because I, I feel like there's like a mutual respect when it comes to like a skate park, like nine times, that's, unless it's like little kids who don't know no better, like they're not going to run up to you and be like, hey, man, can you sign this? Especially like if you're in the middle of like battle, holy hold on, hold on. <laughs> Especially if you're like battling a trick or something, like I feel like people just have that that respect factor. And a lot of people at the skate park are grown too. You feel me? So like, yeah. if you're a grown man running up on another grown man, like, can I get an autograph? And that's just, that's just weird. Like, like when LeBron goes to like a gym, like they got to close it down. Like there's no like, oh yeah, just come play. Like LeBron's going to be here. Like, no, but like people could go to the skate park. And, like a shot could go to a skate park and just have a good time. Like they're not going to crowd you and line up. And we are back, you feel me? Back from our first commercial break. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, hope y'all enjoying the pod so far. Um, I wanted to ask you, how did you feel about those uh the riot on the Capitol, you know, this this terrorist attack that happened on January 6th? Um I mean I don't know, because I'm hearing I'm hearing different things. You know, I'm hearing that it's staged. I'm hearing that, you know, there was Antifa involved and they're, you know, they're trying to set up these people to make them look bad. But I'll just I'll just attack it from two angles. If it isn't staged, then personally I feel like that's a terrible thing that they well not a terrible. I mean, I I feel like they believed in something that just wasn't the right way to go about it. And the police they should have did more to stop it. But that's why I feel like it's staged in a sense, because ain't no way they just let people run into the Capitol building like that. Like, bro, there's no way. Like, white, black, cat, dog, like, there's no way they're just letting people run into the Capitol, the Capitol building like that with with uh, politicians still in there. They got exactly. weapons, like, there's just... That's just hard to believe. Like, like yeah. if, if a white person runs into a store in front of the police with a mask on, they're probably going to arrest them. So there's no that makes no sense why they wouldn't arrest anybody or shoot anybody besides that one person that they're attacking the, the Capitol building. So that's why I feel like it's just hard to believe. Yeah, like... Well, I'm going to do the same thing you do. I'm going to attack it from two different angles. The first angle is, you know, one, if it was staged and Antifa did, you know, get their way in there or whatever, I'm still going to blame that on the right because they was being stupid about it. I mean, I'm expecting that already, you feel me, because this is all over the Internet. People know we're going to be doing these things, so... I'm expecting that there's already going to be some people that are going to come to try and make us look bad. So I put that on the right for, for not handling that better. 
because they outnumbered if Antifa did smuggle their way in there or whatever, they greatly outnumbered them by at least five to one. And that's like at the least. It was probably more like 20 to one and they couldn't figure it out. So that's 1000% their fault. And to back what you said, I also think it's staged because there's, like you said, there's one, everybody knew about this march to the Capitol in DC for weeks. So the fact that there wasn't any more police detail there Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. And that, like you said, they was literally opening the gates for them to run in there. I saw a video, they was ushering them in. Yeah, I saw it. So it's either staged. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't believe that we live in such a time where people can just run into the Capitol building and stay alive because they white. I just, I'm not going to believe that. So I think it for sure had to be staged. And um, the, the lady that got shot and killed, Ashley Bambit, you know, I feel bad for her and all, but at the end of the day, I can't feel too bad because she was doing something stupid. You know, like you can't you can't sell drugs and then be like, bro, pay for me. I just got arrested by the police. Like, yeah, I can feel bad for you, but I can't sit here and act like I'm not saying and I'm not saying she she should have died or anything because I don't even think she really should have got shot. But you can't do something that you know is against the law and not expect there to be consequences, you know? But um, as far as like the the Capitol riot itself, I was actually for it only because I don't like this government. So for black people mainly to be, you know, calling these white people that stormed the Capitol race, I mean, not racist, uh, terrorist and all this, it's like, at the end of the day, one, the government is obviously some some Caucasian stuff, you know. Black people don't really know anything about politics. We're still over here voting for Democrats, even though they're the racist, uh, they're the most racist, what is it called, political, on the political spectrum. They're obviously the most racist. So we don't know nothing about politics. Yet we were trying to be mad for these people running up in the Capitol building, when at the end of the day, they would have only been destroying the system that allows America to be racist. So, you know, yeah, that's that's basically how I feel about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't really, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it forever because I don't really care about it that much, but I thought it was pretty funny. But just to build off what you said about the Black people thing, because it's like, Black people literally tried to do this during the summer. And it's like, now that a different type of people tried to do it, now that now you don't like it. But I feel like it, it's mostly Black people today and in the past that have like, kind of been like against the government or like been against of like how they treat us. So it's like, why is it such a problem now that they're trying to overthrow a government, which we've been trying to do for years, for centuries almost, or we've been complaining about it for centuries, but now it's a problem now that they're able to do it. Because, exactly. Because a certain, a certain, you know, group of people are saying that it's wrong. You know, the media is saying it's wrong, but I would say 
the people in the the people who who rioted in the summer and the people who are, who went to the Capitol building basically have the same goal is to stop this government from being corrupt. So why is it why can't why can't people just come together and and work for for their common goal? Exactly. That's how the American people, and I'm not even going to say just the American people, people all across the world, all over the globe are being duped because, you know, and I'm not saying racism doesn't exist because it does. I'm not saying, you know, uh, genderism or all that, all those isms that y'all want to talk about. I'm not saying they don't exist because they're real, but the problem is people are trying to use those isms and those things that you know are fucked up that that people look at and judge somebody off of those stereotypes they're trying to use those for reasons why things are messed up and the honest fact is the same people who are telling you to hate each other are the ones who are at the top of the food chain they're the wealthy individuals in society Mm -hmm. so this is not a problem between black and white right and left, gay and straight, whatever. This is the problem. This the problem is between the poor and the rich, the middle and lower class versus the upper class, the elites versus the regular citizens. And people aren't realizing that because we're so focused on looking at black versus right. Oh, this happens so it's racist. At the end of the day, a white a white broke a broke white person cannot oppress you because they have no power themselves. And the only power they have is y'all giving them power by saying they have white privilege over you. That's all y'all, that's the only power that you're giving them. Now yeah. they can be like, well, at least I'm white. And that's still not doing nothing to for them because they're still broke at the end of the day. The problem we need to be focusing on is these corrupt elites and this corrupt government taking advantage of the people and trying to hide it under the guise of Black Lives Matter or the Me Too movement, all these movements that are really, that are pushed by good people at its core, but are ran by really satanic and evil people that are trying to trying to manipulate the masses. That's the thing. The Black Lives Matter movement, although I don't agree with it, the people who, the, the majority of the people like that are pushing this movement that are Black Lives Matter, they just care a lot. Same thing with the Me Too movement. Those people, they just care a lot. And the people at the top, they're the ones that are corrupt and that are manipulating you. But the problem is, if you don't know they're manipulating you, you're just going to believe and do whatever they say without even questioning it. And that's why you see Black people fighting with white people, white people fighting with Black people, even though we should be banding together to fight the same corrupt government. Like you said, I was more happy that the white people storming the Capitol than black people burning down our own cities. That's our shit we fucking up. It's not like the government gonna pay for that. We gotta we gotta fix that. We gotta pay for that. They gonna make sure the capital is straight. That's where they do their business. That's where they get their bread. So if they would have fucked that up, that would have had nothing to do with us. But we had to put our nose into it and make it about us, make it about some racism, make it about this, make it about that. And people just aren't seeing the bigger picture. They aren't seeing the real thing. What I, yeah, and what, what I've noticed recently is like, the main people who are preaching this like, this racism in America thing are people who 
who are the most privileged people in the world, black or white. Like you look at Oprah, Beyonce, uh, and who Don Lin, Don Lemon or Lennon, whatever his name is. Uh, what was the other dude I was gonna say? I mean, the other person. I forgot the other person, but like, oh, LeBron James. These people are billionaires, or most of them are billionaires, I just said, and it's like, you're listening to them talk about white privilege or this and that, but they're literally getting paid by white people. Like, I'm sure, I'm not going to say 90%. I'm sure like 60% of of Oprah's income and her, her listeners and her watchers are white. So it's like, how are you listening to these people who are in such great positions talking about racist things? I know like when we went to school or like whenever you go to somewhere that's like a lower community, if it's, if it's white people in the neighborhood or it's white people in the community, there's not like a clash between the two of them or between a white, a poor white person and a poor black person. If they're in the same place, like we all get along like blacks and Mexicans in Vegas, like they most of the time get along. Like, I feel like we went to school we were able to fit in with Mexicans or whoever, or white people, whoever. So it's, I think it's more so like the people who aren't in it that are trying to stir up this pot and try to make it seem like it's racism going on around this world. When it's like, I like, like you said, a poor race, if we're on the same level, a white person, a white racist person, if they're even racist, can't really affect you. Exactly. They, you, they can only affect you if you give them the power to affect you. Exactly. And that's what more people need to start realizing. We need to start pointing the finger at each other and like really just sit down with each other, talk to each other, see what the actual problem is. And then we will find out that the problem isn't me. The problem isn't you. The problem isn't the white guy down the street, even though he might have a Confederate flag in his, in his, uh, in his house, even though, you know, he might be in the KKK, even though he probably fucking isn't. But let's just say, you know, for hypothetical purposes, let's say that the dude down the streets, he has a white hood and he has a Confederate flag. That's not even the problem. The problem is the people making these laws, the people that are in charge of all of our money, in charge of our lives, essentially, that are forcing people to shut their businesses down, that aren't giving people who can't even work money because of this COVID whatever pandemic pandemic whatever you want to call it we need to sit down and talk to each other and figure out what's really going on and then we will be able to actually see a real problem yeah and trust our own experiences experiences over what people are trying to put on us like i feel like a black person will have white friends and then hear politicians talk about white people being racist and then be like, yeah, white people are racist, but these these white people right here are racist. It's like, if you've never experienced racism in your life and you have tons of white friends, then there's no reason why you should be sitting up here talking about America is racist just because of a couple incidents. If you spend two years with, with white people and don't experience any racist problem, then why should one, one racist incident change your whole viewpoint on, on just them. Cause that's the same thing white people do with black people. They'll see black people doing great and then see one incident or see one music video and then think that all blacks are like that. So we can't just exactly. keep doing the same thing to each other in different ways. Exactly. And like, <clears throat> it's, it's the stereotype, it goes both ways. Like black people will be like, 
all white people are racist. If you're white, you're racist. There's no coming back from that. And it's like, you really going to condemn this little nine-year-old-month-old baby that it's already racist. It can't even talk, but it's already racist. Like, you know, I'm not going to keep being a dead bush. I feel like we both made very valid points. So I'm not even going to keep going over this. But, you know, I think this is a good segue into the Black Lives Matter twerking for Martin Luther King on uh, on the Washington next. Steps. Coming yes, sir. Up. Coming up next, right after this break. Stay tuned. That was a little like the commercial for the commercial break. <laughs> How did you do it on like Jeopardy and stuff? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, let me make sure this works before we do it, cause I'm a I'm a pull up the video. Can you? Can you see it? This got some American. Uh, <laughs> some American. Is it choppy on that end? Uh, play it. It's playing. Yeah, that shit stopped. All right, yeah, <laughs> let it let it go, and then it should get unchoppy after a while. So let's just watch it once, and then then I'll play it again once we start sharing. <laughs> is it is it music? Yeah, it's not. It's just showing me, like, it's almost like, because I know it's a video, but it's just showing frame by frame. So it looks like it's just showing a slideshow of pictures. That's okay. As long as it's on my side, it's, like, pretty good. But usually it's good after, like, two minutes of it playing. That's why I'm letting it. Bro, this is ridiculous. Are you ready? Hold on, let me. I'm gonna play it all the way through. This is ridiculous, dude. Like, she's twerking in front of kids. Like, this is insane. And when was this? These people don't even have masks on. Oh, yeah, oh, God, they don't. It might be because it's outside, though. Well, no, I don't know. When was this? Bro, fuck this shit. <laughs> Bro, this is like disappointing. Well, I'm just over it at this point. I think Bruce Lee was like at five. Bro, this is on the yeah. All right, hold on. Let me stop. Let me know if you can see it on the next one. If not, then can you watch it on your laptop? Uh. And I'll just tell you when to start. I'll give you like a little hand signal. Or I'll do three, two, one, actually. That's probably better. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. No, 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 no. We are back from our last commercial break. You feel me? Uh, last one? I mean, from the previous commercial break, the one. Oh. <laughs> but, um,. <laughs> Yeah, so we're about to get into this um, this Black Lives Matter thing. First off, 
let me explain it. Well, actually, I'll have you explain it to them because you, you're the one who, who uh, showed it to me. All right. So basically, uh, and <laughs> wait, mind you, mind you, this is on the Black Lives Matter 4.2 million follower page. I'll yeah, show I'll show you. Exactly. Exactly. So like, you know, before I, it's hard to even talk about because I can't believe we seriously having this conversation right now. So basically, <laughs> basically, uh, in this uh, artist statement, they they twerked on the Washington in Washington on the you know the steps where Lincoln's memorial is and by Martin Luther King's memorial, they were twerking for for I guess freedom. Or, <laughs> I don't really know what they was twerking for. <laughs> But it, they was twerking for MLK on MLK Day. And I'll read the artist statement real quick. It says, twerk on Washington is a declaration of freedom and healing. Advocating for the decolonization of over-sexualizing Black women's bodies to reclaim an ancient sacred dances of liberation and wellness. Sampling the I Have a Dream by the great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. delivered during the march on whatever, whatever. All right, okay. So we're going to basically play this video for y'all. If you're listening on Spotify, uh, go check it out on our YouTube. Um, and we're going to give you our two cents on it. But right now, it's it's no, it's no not no good two cents. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, but okay, here y'all go. This is, this is their page, the official IG for hashtag Black Lives Matter, yada, yada, yada. And this is a video right here. This is posted, or this was <laughs> this was posted 12 hours ago. So yep. <laughs> and like you said, this is a twerk on Washington. It's a declaration of freedom and healing. Now, before we get into it, she has on American clothes. You feel me? Which is patriotic, I guess. But now, okay, because <clears throat> I've seen a little bit of it, right? And I want to get into it. Yeah, the dance did come from Africa. That's true. But we can't sit up here and act like it's not a sexual dance now in America. And the fact that she's doing this in Washington, in front of kids, in front of random white people, is it's, to me, is it's just... It's funny, but it's it's sad that it's funny. Like we shouldn't like yeah. the declaration for it for for anything or whatever they said it was. Let me see. Yeah, a declaration of freedom and healing should yeah. not be funny. Like I shouldn't be laughing and disappointed over. But we're gonna get into it. You feel me? Yeah. Oh, and like oh, go ahead. You know, to 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 go off what you said. No, no, nah, we're just gonna get into it. I, we're just gonna get into it. <laughs> Three, two. I'm not gonna play the music because I don't know if like if YouTube's gonna let it happen. So, but three, two, one. I got a question. Can you pause it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think the young lady is attractive? Bro, I, I look at brains and from what I see, she has none. So, hell no. Nah. But I remember what I was going to say. 
you know, it's not even the fact that you're doing this in Washington around all these monuments because I could care less. What strikes me, what's worse for me is one, Black Lives Matter posted this. Like, this is supposed to make white people take fucking black people serious. And two, <laughs> what Andre said is that you're doing this in front of kids. Now, if you want to be a hooligan, a hood rat, fucking ratchet, by all means, do you. I don't really care. But you're not about to be in no kid's face, shaking your ass, saying it's for healing and freedom, and you're doing it to stop the sexualization of, of women. Bro, and literally, literally, like, you'll see later in the video, she's literally in the kid's face. Like, the kid is probably, like, four feet away from her. Like, he's that – it's a little boy, too, a little white boy. He's that close. But I, I was also going to say, like, even though, you know, in the caption they said this is, like, an ancient dance from Africa, it's like, we know that 99% of people doing this dance is not doing it paying homage to any Af – they don't even know it's <laughs> – so let's let don't so don't even throw that in the cast. I mean, she may have been doing it because I'm just gonna give her the benefit of the doubt. But let's not sit up here and act like people just do this because they're paying homage to Africa. Like 99% of people don't know that. And and not even that. I mean, not only that, not even. <laughs> but she over here wearing American flag shorts. Y'all supposed to hate America. That don't make sense. Black then, Lives Matter. It's supposed to hate America, so why are you being patriotic all of a sudden? I mean, personally, I just don't get, like, if you're doing the healing of the sexualization of Black women, and then you go and do this dance in front of a whole bunch of white men and white kids, white little boys, I don't get, that's like, it's contradictive in a way, but <laughs> if you want to go to Washington, D.C. and shake in front of a whole bunch of white people, do what you do, but this is this is why we're not taken serious as a as a as a culture and as a community because of stuff like this. We've seen what the white people did; they went up in there, and this is what we doing. We twerking outside in front of kids. But I'm gonna start the video. Three, two, one. <laughs> but if you can't see it, she's twerk. She's like grabbing the monuments, and twerking. Not against them, but away from them, I guess. <laughs> she has a shirt that says influencer. She has one leg up cocked. Oh, she did the splits. <laughs> see, and there, see, and there's a little white kid right there. But I'm gonna keep it playing. He, he on the fucking steps, crawling up the steps toward <laughs> crawling up the steps, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm on that part now. Like, bro, I cannot take this serious. Like, I just really, If white people was really that racist, they would have got her off of there. They'll kick a skateboarder off before they kick somebody doing this. Man. <laughs> she did the splits again, people. <laughs> now she's next to Lincoln. The Lincoln thing. <laughs> you see, little you see a white dude looking at her like, what the fuck is she doing? Exactly. Now... Y'all see little white kid with the Nike shirt. He's doing it right in front of a group of kids. I mean, a group of people with kids in it. I'm happy no dogs were there to see that. The dogs would have would have sniffed. <laughs> but, you know, probably would have hunted. 
on me. This is my thing. You're just trying to stop the sexualization of of black women. Yeah, you go around a bunch of, you know, males and and shaking your ass and some small shorts. Wear whatever you want. I don't really care. But I don't know what what you thought that was going to give off. You thought they were going to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna respect this nigger now. <laughs> like, but that's what the, the fuck that's did you the, think was going to happen. That's the thing that's confusing to me. It's like, like, how was that supposed to change anything? Like, you literally got up there and twerked and did, like, left. Like, it's not like you twerked, gave a lecture on the history of twerking and how Black women shouldn't be over-sexualized. You literally went up there, over-sexualized yourself because you wore booty shorts and a, and a crop top and did the splits, like, and then crawled up the stairs erotically. And just acted like that was just, that was totally, I mean, like I said, I, don't, I mean, you could do whatever you want to do, but it's just hard to, to keep, to keep supporting stuff like, I mean, I've never supported it, but it's just hard to be, you know, a part of stuff like this. Because we, we are part of it by default. <laughs> like, I'm black. And I'm like halfway a part of it. <laughs> I got half a put in. I'm like Zetsu. Yeah, bro. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm done talking about Black Lives Matter because, like, I could literally be talking about y'all forever. But you know, before we get off this topic, we might as well talk about Martin Luther King since it's MLK Day. You know, personally, no, I'm gonna let you let you go first. How how do you feel about Martin Luther King and the fact he has a holiday? Um. Um, so how I feel about, (laughs) how I feel about Martin Luther King, I feel like, you know, he had good intentions and I feel like he thought he was doing the right thing up until the end. And I feel like the reason why he has a holiday just proves to us that what he did was more beneficial towards white Americans than it was for African-Americans, because you don't get it. You don't get you don't get anything for being beneficial towards African-Americans. And we see this even with the big name. Like Harriet Tubman doesn't have a holiday. Malcolm X doesn't have a holiday. So, I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I feel like he had good intentions. I feel like he literally, he, he really just, just thought he was doing the right thing. And then once he got to the end, he realized how bad, you know, what he was doing was. Because like he, like he said in that quote, I, I led my people into a burning building because he realized what he did is wrong or was wrong. But I mean, I like if he, if he wasn't, you know, deep state or whatever, then I, 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 you know, I have a lot of respect for him because, you know, it does, it does take a lot to do what he did, but as not mean, it was a good thing. It just means he was brave and, you know, he, he tried, but, Personally, I mean, I think he was probably he was probably working with the with the, with those people, especially towards the end. But you know, that's that's beyond that's beyond the point. But go ahead. How do you feel about it? You know, <sighs> as always, got got two two perspectives on it. Now, I'm gonna give my first one as if speaking on this on speaking without the knowledge of the facts I have that he was deep state and all that jazz. Now, 
you know, before I get into MLK ass, get on his ass, I need y'all to understand. I used to be, uh, I used to really love, like, there was a real special place in my heart for Martin Luther King. You feel me? I used to look up to him. When I was in fifth grade, I memorized a 10-minute, I wrote, and this is fifth grade. I wrote a 10-page uh, speech, memorized a seven-minute, wait, wait, so sorry. I wrote a 10-page paper, memorized a seven-page speech because we were doing like this wax museum project type. I don't know if you guys had to do that, where I was Martin Luther King. So, you know, he he was like up there with me until, you know, I, I educated myself and actually started learning. So first off, I want to say, if he wasn't deep state, you know, I give him credit for trying but he's still a goofy to me because at the end of the day, whether he was deep state or not, he was over here begging white people that was like to your face. Nah, I don't fuck with you. I don't like your kind to let him in the restaurant, let him on the bus, all that shit. Now it would have been different if he was advocating for look us black people. We just want the same stuff white people has, but I feel like his was more geared towards Oh no, us black people, we want to be with and be like you white people, which I'm just not here for. So if he was a deep state, that's where, you know, my statement on him is. Now, since I know he deep state and he was working with them boys with the CIA, with the FBI, the documents is out there. Like Andre said, he learned, he led his people into a burning house. We've been in that burning house for the last 50 to 70 years. So, you know, like, I, I don't have any sympathy or, you know, patience for the bullshit because, you know, yeah, he, he apologized for it, but that doesn't change, you know, the damage that's been done. We're still living with, we're, we're still facing the ramifications of what happened to today. This black people still don't know what's going on. We still over here being duped, still over here looking stupid, fucking twerking for freedom and healing on the fucking Washington, on the steps of Washington. So, you know, I think personally, and like like Andre said, you're not gonna get a holiday if if you was doing something for black people, or even fuck black. If you was doing something for a minority group, you're not gonna get a holiday. Because the government is going to try and bury that history as, as good as possible. What people don't understand about the I Have a Dream march, about the Civil Rights Movement, that was all controlled by who we were supposed to be opposing, which was the government. That I Have a Dream Movement was funded by a bunch of old white guys that worked at banks and, and the medicine industry. All of these same people that pay the politicians right now. It's like all you gotta do is look in the and the evidence is right there in your face. All you gotta do is look at it and not be afraid of what answers you're gonna get. And you know, just just so for for y'all that don't know, J. Cole literally said in a song that MLK MLK was cheating on Coretta with a 15 year old girl. Well, he didn't say that in the song, but he was cheating <laughs> with a young ass girl at that. So not only that, not only was was he unfaithful to his wife while you know, preaching y'all Christian values. He was also a pedophile. So I have no respect for the nigga at, at this point. I believe 
that if there's any nigga that deserves a day, it's fucking uh, Malcolm X. Because in that is one dude that actually had the interest of black people. And it wasn't even just black people. Because so many people call him a black uh, supremacist, uh, black nationalist, all that. He was for not, he was for minority groups. Now, mainly he was for black groups because he was black. But he he didn't, especially after you know he really became woke because during his early days he was he was like an angry black man just trying to get through you know get through through the patriarchy get through all this shit. So he said a little things you know he was calling all white people devils all that. But I mean, he explained. If you under, if you listen to how he explained the shit, then you may or may not agree with it. But what basically what I mean is Malcolm X was a righteous man that actually had the interest of his people at hand, and MLK was a man who only had his own selfish motives at hand, and that's why we are where we are today. Partly the black community. So. That's all I got to say. What's good, everybody? You know, <laughs> hope y'all enjoyed that commercial break right there. Um, about to have a conversation with y'all about censorship and this how is a, big of a problem this is. This is a serious issue. I want everybody to take it serious. Yeah, for real. Because, like, a lot of y'all, y'all are on Instagram and Twitter and all these other social medias happy that Trump got banned. But y'all don't understand like how dire and like how serious that actually is That's very because at, at the surface of it yay trump got brand we hate trump yeah okay i understand that y'all are glad that you know this nazi whatever dude hitler 2.0 got banned but what y'all don't understand is this means that Remember, once that door is open, even for a crack, they're going to kick it down and there's not going to be a door no more. So the fact that they can censor, not only censor, take the sitting president, the, the, he literally still president right now, <laughs> take him off of Twitter. So this is not just censoring no more. Took him off Twitter. I think they banned him from posting on, on Facebook and Instagram. They banned them from Spotify. I think there's a whole list of things they banned them on. Now, one, what do you need to ban them on Spotify for? But, like, they can't listen to music. But, <laughs> but it's like, y'all aren't seeing the bigger picture. Y'all are just seeing, oh, well, this guy that we don't like got banned, so that's good for us. Well, tomorrow, what if it's somebody that you like? What if, you know, and I don't like this nigga, but what if Sean King got, got you know, uh, what's the word? He got censored and banned off of all social medias. That's how most of y'all find out y'all information about Black people dying in the streets by cops. So what? Nobody's just going to know about it no more? Like, people aren't understanding how serious of a situation this is. This is very, they like literally cut off communication from the president of the United States. Like, this isn't just a random dude. And it's not even like he was posting like nudes or nothing like that. Like, 
he, I don't know what he was posting, but I'm sure it wasn't nothing as bad as these other people are posting. Thanks. So like the fact that he got banned and it's like, it's not even just with him. Like, I feel like the right right now, like conservatives are going through this huge, like censorship issue. Like I remember during the summer or something like 2000 or 250 or 250,000 like Twitter accounts got banned or got deleted. And it's just like, and I don't know if I could blame like I don't know who I could blame this for for I don't know I don't know who I could blame for this because I I mean I feel like Twitter you know they had they could do whatever they want but yeah this isn't only a Twitter thing like this is a this is a a a, a mainstream media thing like the news have been the mainstream news have been leaving out stories since the beginning of the election like they've been leaving out the Hunter Biden I keep bringing this up because this is so like when you have a laptop that supposedly has drugs, relationships with other countries, pedophilic stuff on there about an upcoming president, that should be all over the news. Like whether it's true or not, this should be on the news. Cause if it was the other way around, it would have been all over the news if it was for Trump. So I just feel like this is a huge issue that can literally lead to something. Because I was literally thinking today, like, it really depends on who writes the textbooks about how this situation is going to go down. Like, it's either going to be, like, 30 years from now, or even further than that. We could be, like, when our grandchildren are, are walking the earth. You know, the story is either going to be, you know, we had this terrible dictator as a president and millions of people who followed him and followed his racist ways just because their history has been censored and you can't just throw out their history like it's not American history or it's going to be the other way and it's going to be fair and it's going to be like yeah they try to censor these people and they try to make them look bad because I, I mean truthfully the media is going out of their way to make Trump supporters look bad let's just, like Don Lennon probably probably the most famous person on CNN was like if you support that side you support the Klan you support Right, you support Nazism, and it's just like, just because I think, just because I think his policies, he was like literally, somebody asked him the question why he said that. He was like, "What if I just like his policies?" He was like, "Well, you need to separate yourself from that group." And then dude was like, "How do you separate yourself from that group?" He was like, "Don't vote for him." So it's like, just because I voted for someone, I'm supporting supporting Nazis and supporting white supremacy and supporting Klansmen, like that. That's crazy to me and. The fact that they're just twisting the story like this is actually very scary. And it's very, and I'm, I'm scared to see how our future is gonna go if they're just doing this to the president. Like they're not doing this to just random little stories. Like this is the president of the United States, the, the highest of the land. So, they, I mean, it's, it's, it's gonna be scary to see unfold. Yeah, I mean, you know, this just this just makes you think about history itself and like how things actually went down versus like what we read in the textbooks or what we would what even what we read online because I'll tell you right now 99% of history is fabricated or is biased to some extent probably 100% because it's in the word his story the winners write history you know, if you go to, to Great Britain right now, 
and you're you're reading about the or you're learning about the American Revolution, they paint it as they gave American up, gave America up because they were like it's not worth fighting and killing people over. And in America, we're like we fought to death and won our freedom from Great Britain. Now we don't know which is true because none of us were alive back then, so we don't know how it actually went down. But you can see you have these two different narratives of the same problem. Now, just imagine what actually happened for slavery. For, for I'm not going to go into all that stuff because I could just be listening shit forever. But the point is, just imagine what is actually being hidden from you that you don't know. And you're out here believing some stuff that was fabricated because somebody on the... I'm gonna say right side of history since they did win, they wrote the history and they're they're leaving out the details that they don't want y'all to remember, that they don't want y'all to know. Like you think America in 60, 70 years, they're gonna really be painting 2020 and 2021 as, you know, the the time that black people finally stood up and and took back the country they built and burned it down. And all that. Do you think they're really going to be doing that? No. They're going. This is how they're going to paint it. Yeah, you know, we finally said, you know, enough is enough, and black people are, you know, being oppressed and killed in the streets. So we took it upon ourselves. And I'm speaking from, you know, a white government persons, just so y'all know. So we took it upon ourselves to get Joe Biden in office, so black people but stop being killed. They're going to take all the credit. They're not going to give the credit to none of you niggas because what Black Lives Matter is just reiterating in their head is that Black people need white people to save them. We need them to be Superman. We need them to come swoop down from their nice castles in the white neighborhoods and come into the hood and save us. That's basically the picture y'all are painting. So it's very scary, you know, Back on the censorship uh, tip, this is the president. Like like me and Andre say, this isn't Alex Jones. This isn't some random dude talking about you know what Nazis or whatever. This is the literal president, and the way that they're twisting his words, they're saying he incited the riot on the Capitol. He literally never. He didn't tell not none of them motherfuckers to go. He did, show me the clip where he was like. Go run up in that motherfucker. Do what you got to do. He actually, didn't say nothing close to that. He actually said go home. And since you brought up that point, like the we can what? see. Yeah, he said go home and made a video, posted it on Twitter. Twitter took the video down of him telling his supporters to go home. And then, like, you look at the people who incited the riots during the summer, they're all Democrats. Like, Nancy Pelosi incited it. Um... Who else? I think I think Obama. Don Lennon, Chris Cuomo, uh, Elon, uh, Elon Humar, whatever her name is. All these Democrats, and they were actually inciting riots. They were like, "Go burn it down! You built it." I remember Chris Cuomo, you know, and he and just so y'all know, he faked like he had COVID and said it on air and all that, but he was out without a mask, taking the jog. So he's a liar straight off. You can't believe nothing he's saying. The brother that Anthony Cuomo or Andrew Cuomo the governor of New York, that's his brother. And we all know how corrupt he is. He's killed so many people alone. Like, it was his fault, uh, solely his fault. 
so many people died from COVID in New York, and they they were so fucked up at the beginning. It's solely his fault because of his poor judgment skills. I, I'm hoping it's more poor judgment skills than he's just an evil ass person. But nipple piercings. Yeah, with nipple piercings is just you gotta. If you're a man with real. You gotta watch. No, <laughs> like that's some real like. If you if, like that's some freaky stuff. Yeah, but like you. Go ahead, go ahead. What were you gonna I, say? That was all I was gonna say. Yeah, but like. Go ahead. No, you can go ahead. I was just gonna say, it's like we are so quick to believe somebody because they on CNN. Or on ABC, or on your favorite Instagram, or or on the Shade Room. That's I want the Shade Room to be defunded and like ban they page because all they do is if they not showing y'all some shit that they don't know what they talking about and trying to put their two cents in and making y'all talk about things that y'all have no idea what y'all talking about. They're either doing that. Or just showing black people doing some pretty stupid stuff, but glorifying it and all making all y'all glorify it. So they need to get up out of here. I'd rather y'all watch the History Channel, even though all the history is wrong on there. At least you might learn a little something. But this censorship is very scary. Whether, like you said, it's like the whole right is being banned. Imagine if. You know, and you can agree with them or not, because I know some of y'all might get on here. Well, you know, we need to ban them because they're racist or, you know, they're being mean and this and that. Whatever. Take that out the picture for right now. Imagine if you weren't given the opportunity to use your voice and in this political spectrum and in the world, honestly, in society, because that's where it, where it's becoming now. We know we do everything through technology. So if you're being censored off the internet, you're damn near being cut off from society. The government, the country hasn't opened up yet. So imagine having your voice stripped away from you and basically nothing you say, do, or none of your opinions matter because that's what's happening to Trump and everybody on the right. You cannot agree with them all you want, but the First Amendment gives every American citizen the right to say whatever the fuck they want. If I want to get on here and call Andre a fucking sandy-haired hoe, (laughs) I have the right to say that. Whether it's right or not, I have the right to say that. But, you know, me and Andre talked about this a little um, in one of our podcasts with the guest Jack McGee on, you know, check that one out. But we're talking about how we're literally kind of being forced to watch our mouths and not say stuff out of fear of being canceled. And at this point, censored off the internet. And it's like, that's really insane. It's really, it's not only really insane, it's very scary. And and my last point I wanted to make on this is to the people on the right who are upset that you guys are being censored, I understand your pain. But at the same time, Y'all can't be mad at Twitter because y'all not playing by Twitter's rule. At the end of the day, that's Twitter shit. If they don't want you on there, they can take your ass off whenever they want. That's their constitutional right. So people on the right love to bring up the Constitution, but what what y'all are advocating for is getting the government into big tech 
which then is going to have our ass like China and they censored as fuck. You can't even watch China. The, the Chinese citizens don't know what the fuck going on in America right now because they only see what the Chinese government is showing them. Every time that Trump or, or somebody in America starts talking about China, they immediately cut, cut the live stream in China. So unless y'all want America to become like that, maybe not for our generation, but our kids and our kids' kids, y'all need to rethink how y'all feel about Trump being banned off all these social media platforms. Facts. Facts. That's facts. I forgot what I was going to say. Well, what did you talk about before you, before, what was your second to last point? Maybe that would jog my memory. Oh, I said uh, society hasn't opened up, so you're basically banning them off life because everything we do is through the internet. Maybe that wasn't it, but <laughs> but but I could build off that too. Like like me, you, and Jack off McGee, we talked about it. Like it's crazy. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Like. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Like, even me and you, like, you know, we kind of got to watch our mouths. Even though we only get, like, a few thousand listeners, it's like, we still feel like we got to <laughs> watch our mouth because the cancel culture is huge nowadays. And, like, people, will not, like, like, even though, like, we may not get cut off now, like, 10 years from now, because in, in the direction we're heading now, people will literally go back to a video that we did when we were 18, 19, and look at it and be like, these dudes are bigots, these dudes are racist. And it's like, that's, it's crazy, like how much we got to hold our tongue when it's like, people died for that, for that first amendment. Like people died to be able to say what they want to say and, and to be able to do it without, without any judgment. As long as you're not sitting up here hurting nobody else and I don't get what the issue is. Like, I don't exactly. get what the point is abandon the president off of Twitter. Like, and, and, and what's probably going to be next is him being banned off of news sources and him being banned from people, banned from people uh, interviewing him. So now they're just going to cut off communication with, even if he's not the president by then, with, with the former president, which has never been done before. Like now exactly. we can to, to the person who literally sat in the office a month ago, like, like he's going to go from president to most hated person I mean, he was probably already most hated person yeah, while he was. At least he had the president to hold him up a little bit. Like, but now it's just like, now they're just going to forget him. I'm like, he's not, like, he wasn't just the head of the state two weeks ago. Exactly. And, like, you know, one, they're, they're trying to impeach him after he leaves office. They've been trying to impeach him for, like, the last week. This nigga literally only got a, a couple days left now. So like, like they did that. that's just they literally just did that just so they could say he was the first president to get impeached twice. Like they're really trying to trying to destroy his his name, his image. Like exactly. I would leave. I, I hope he leaves America. I would leave. Definitely. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, he was just trying to save y'all niggas' lives, and y'all fucking hate him. And even if he wasn't, even if he was just a regular president, like it's so many presidents have done way, 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 way worse things than he did. I mean, the first, what what president was Abraham Lincoln? Like 13 or 16? Something like that. We'll say the first 10 presidents had slaves. And y'all sitting, and we celebrate, they on dollar bills. But this nigga, 
This nigga, uh, George Washington's on a fucking mountain and he had slave teeth. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson has slave babies running around here today. And we sitting up here trying to impeach him twice. Like, that. that's that's just the problem with people nowadays. It's like, we've excused- There's a lot of people who think Trump is the most racist president ever. Exactly. When there's literally, Abraham Lincoln has slaves. Like, everybody up to Abraham Lincoln, and probably after, probably people we don't know about had slaves. So, like, why are we sitting here acting like he's the most racist president? And why also, why are we sitting up here acting like he's the worst, when even if you want to take away the slavery and say it's a different time, we could bring up Bill Clinton, Ronald Reagan, people that literally destroyed the Black community. Like, not, I don't even know what Trump did bad to the Black community, but not what he said, whatever he did, what I don't know what Trump did to y'all, but whatever y'all say he did wasn't at all as bad as what Ronald Reagan and Bill Clinton did to the black community. Even Bush, like even Bush did terrible things to the black community. So it's like how, like, it's crazy that y'all can sit up here with a straight face, it, not even a straight face, a serious face and be like, <laughs> be dead serious, like have a debate on him being the most racist president. It, I mean, and like he, the nigga before his time, like in the summer when y'all was all scared about COVID, he told y'all to take that hydroxychloroquine, you'll be all right. <laughs> and then y'all was like, hell no, nah, you're fucking crazy. He's over here telling people to drink, uh, uh, what's that, Clorox fish, and shit. Fishbowl fish cleaner. Yeah. And they, they were like, oh, he's dumb and all this and that. A couple months later, CNN dropping articles. Oh, turns out hydroxychloroquine may help you with COVID. Now, now, fucking bitch ass uh, Andrew Cuomo is coming out saying, hey, guys, we need to open the economy because New York is taking too bad of a hit. We cannot survive it. The small businesses can't survive it. Like Trump wasn't saying this shit seven, eight, nine months ago, saying that the small business, the businesses could not survive. We need to open the economy. People are going to be all right. He said damn near the same shit Trump's. We were back from our last commercial break. And uh, Tommy, I believe you were saying something. Go ahead and finish that. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I guess the redacted, like, they figured out, you know, we, we was getting too deep. We was hit, pushing too many bu buttons. So it was like, yeah, we got to get this this dude off of there somehow. So my phone somehow overheated, even though it's like 30 degrees here. But... <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll just finish that point by saying, uh, Andrew Cuomo, I don't like you. Uh, and you're saying everything Trump has been saying. And, you know, I'm going to give my farewell. <laughs> I'm going to give my farewell to Trump, you know, because you're supposedly leaving office anytime now. You know, I'm still crossing my fingers, hoping that, Maybe even if you don't say that just Biden's not in there, because I just don't want incarceration to go up in there. But even if he is, I know I'm going to be all right because I'm not stupid. So I, I'm not, I'm more worried about y'all than myself. But, you know, back to Trump, you know, I salute you, my guy. You know, you're pretty funny. You're, you're by far the funniest president we've ever had. You's a real nigga in my book. You more black than Obama. I would let you call me. All right, all right. I wouldn't let you call me a, the N word, even though I don't think you would want to. 
But I would be, I would feel better if you called me a nigga than if Obama did. I, I, I fucking slap Obama if she did. Um, but you know, it's been one hell of a ride. You know, I ain't really, I ain't gonna say I necessarily. No, nah, I fucks with you. You feel me? Like, if you want to get on the pod, we'll we'll give you. You feel me? An outlet for your voice, for <laughs> sure. But don't shy away from no questions, because we we not going be one of your dick riding, you know, supporters. We gonna ask you some tough questions. But we just know we fuck with you at the same time. Like we not one of these hating ass leftists that think you're a Nazi and shit what for whatever reason. I know that you was doing good shit, not only for the black community, but just Americans in general. So you got all my respect. I fucks with you. You feel me? Snipe a couple heads off before you leave office. Maybe get Kamala, Obama, at least Hillary. At least get Hillary out the way. But um, yeah, you know, uh, I heard you're gonna pardon Lil Wayne. It's pretty cool. But you know, respect. Yeah, yeah. With that being said, you feel me? We're gonna wrap it up. You know, we'll wrap it up. So. Uh, you know, I, I mean, <clears throat> you know, we've been talking about this for a little bit, you know, and, and we had we had a rapper on here on here last time. But, you know, I'll, is there any chance you want to sing for the people a little bit? <laughs> you can sing. I'll spit a verse. All right. All right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know. We've been doing this singing and rapping stuff for a little bit. You feel me? We haven't been taking it too serious, but you know, we've been doing this since like high school. We used to like um, be friends with people in the choir, but uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and sing a little bit. I'm gonna sing a song that I guess that that's already known, just because I ain't got no lyrics on it right now. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and sing. You can rap. You want me to go first, or? Yeah, yeah, you go first. All right. I'm not gonna sing a lot though, because this is just a sneak peek. We have a to say. Are you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Wait, can you can you keep the camera? Yeah, yeah. Because it's gonna. All right. Around the city, around the clock. Everybody needs you. No, you can't make everybody equal. Although you got Buku family, you don't even got nobody being We till I evaporate. My whole body see through transportation air, man. And I know it better than most people. I don't trust them anyway. You can't break the law with them. Been waiting for this all my life. I've been it all my life. And that's it. Hey, that was cold. That was? Yeah. Um, all right, so. I guess I'll spit a little verse for y'all. Uh, this original, you know, 
Yeah. Uh, all right. Do I make a beat? No, no, no. Because I don't know if I can do this on a beat. Well, I mean, I, I'm doing it on a beat for the song I have it in, but I'm going to just do an acapella for this. All right. While they mind going blank because they slave for a number or some green leaf dank, these niggas not doing shit, walking around running lit, dressed like some hoes, damn clueless as shit, steady moving them bricks, giving money to the white man. Cause white powder don't do shit but make them whites dance. You fuck, I forgot the rest, bro. Hold up. You really foolish talking shit up in your fight stance. But me, I'm doing shit just like the white man. Business booming. Money acute, my lady. Land is now two. My babies got their own room. Oh no, no, got their own pot. 20 acres and stocks. Learning all the shit that will make them they god. Yeah. Yeah. All because I beat the odds, boy, I've been a bad. Mentally, I am a god and you a silly threat. You talking like you making moves. Well, I ain't seen them yet. I guess it's something you can do. And I know you needed that, nigga. MDH, shit. Are you done this time, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So you, as you can see, you feel me, we got a lot of potential. So if any anybody want to reach out, you feel me, Kanye. You feel me? Lana Del Rey, if you want to reach out, because I, I sing too. So, you feel me? Tyler. I'll probably DM this to you, Lana. You know, I DM you every night. But, um, yeah, <laughs> that that's that. You, we got a song coming soon. You feel me? I ain't going to be singing that much because I ain't no singing. Like, that's to me, that's light skin stuff. So, I'm just, I'm more of a rapper myself. But any final words, you feel me, before we close it out? Because we already gave him a treat. So, yeah. Um, um also Earl, Tyler, shit, Jolly you too. Put us on a skate, put our song on a skate bed, bruh. Or come on the pot. But you know Or Frankie Ocean. We did sing your song, you feel me? I feel like that was the best cover I've heard so far. Of his song. Low key. Low key. Yeah. Ain't nobody yeah. like that. He was like New beginnings are hard. That's so facts, too. Wake up, the sun going down. Time to, Time start. to start your day, bro. Can't keep being laid on me. No, you need the money if you go. That's all I'm giving y'all. I can't give y'all. I mean, I yeah, no, no, no more free verses. No more yeah. free concerts. I ain't trying to give y'all no wet dreams tonight. So y'all do what y'all got to do. Every night, Donate. Donate so we can get some studio time. On me. Um, uh, album. Well, not an album. Yeah. Yeah, not an album. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I ain't gonna keep y'all on here too long. You know, if you listen this far, we appreciate and love each and every one of y'all, even if you didn't listen this far. So I guess you're not hearing this message, but we love each and every one of y'all. You know, thank you all for all the support, you know, whether this is your first time listening, whether you listen to every single episode, thank you for all the support. We appreciate it. Make sure you follow us on our Instagram at Modern Day Hippies, on Twitter at MDH Shit. Check out our YouTube, MDH TV. Um, donate at MDH Shit on Venmo. Big things are coming in 2021, you know. We're, like, I'm already pretty proud of where we're at right now. But 
just imagine where we're going to be at this time next year. Like, it's, it's going to be crazy. I don't even want to think about it because I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But just just like Andre, Andre X Dizzle said, it's don't awesome. step on the puddle when it's a motherfucking puddle and try to wide that bitch when it's away. That's all I got. And, and since this is going on, since this part is going on YouTube, um, what did they say? Like the video, hit the subscribe button down below. <laughs> <laughs> all the stuff in the description. Yang, we're out. Peace. Pop, pop.